I didn't even say this, but three quote policy. I knew it was coming. I was about to say, you're going to tell them about the quote policy. Every single time you have, you're telling your assistant to like, go do a project. So like I got my pool turned in, we did a saltwater conversion because mm-hmm. it's like the, the, the chlorine was just like tearing up. Like I'm allergic. Your skin, my kids are all red after being in there for two days. They look like terrible. I'm like, yeah, we got to do this. So three quote policy. And you got sensitive skin around. It was here, like right? three okay. grand, three grand, fifteen hundred bucks. I'm like, is a fifteen hundred dollar one? Does it look good? The reviews are good. Like, yeah, like great. So if we didn't do three quotes, we would have doubled the amount of money we would have spent. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Here, the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes, so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Big Business Mistakes show. Yeah. Where we bring you the raw, the real, the dirty, the tactical, the helpful... (laughs) And all of our chaos in between. And everything in between. <laughs> We're, we got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be tactical. It's going to be good, though. You're going to be like... You're always tactical, Brandon. Well, I don't know how to do anything but execute. <laughs> so you guys didn't come on here for the fluff, did you? You'll get entertained with the tactics. That's yeah, our goal. I'll entertain you, Brandon. I'll give you the tactics. You're like the massage. I'm like the punch in the face. I don't know. I feel like most of the time people would describe me as the punch in the face. You think so? Yeah. All right. I feel that. <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of cultivating a rock star assistant. Oh. A rock star But you're basically a professional assistant. Um, assistant uh, what's the word? Recruiter now? Cultivator. Cultivator. Well, yeah. I, think I think I've had seven. Yeah. But two of them were in a transition and they just didn't work out. Yeah. They just, they thought they wanted to do it and didn't. I've so had I wouldn't like, even really count that. It's like honestly. four. It's, I've had four over like 10 years. Like four solid. Yeah. And then a couple of them were like in a transition. And one of them moved and was just like, you know, yep, yep. Doing our next venture. Yep. So, so guys, the assistant is such a key position. Like whether you're starting out now, like you're just starting to grow, you've got a couple hundred grand in sales, or you're at $40 million a year, this episode, you're going to get massive value. Out I know. Of this I know and I know there's already people thinking like, I don't need an assistant. I don't make enough to have an assistant. Like, I'm not ready for an assistant, but I think I know I know you have your little calculation over here. My calculation should use because that's what I thought was like, oh, like we don't need an assistant yet. Like that's for like I can just do it. Yeah, I I can just do it. Like famous last words. I want to hire someone. Famous last words of playing small. I know I can just do it. It's literally the famous last words of thinking small. I could just do it. Yeah, I can do it better. I can do it faster. Guys, those are like toxic words if you're trying to grow a company. Unless you want to be at the center of everything, then it's fine. You should just stay that way. Yeah, but you also stay small that way. Yeah, you will. Or stay crazy. 100%. <laughs> like we were at um at our enterprise CEO mastermind uh, last couple, it was like two weeks ago. And there's this analogy I was talking about of business is literally a conveyor belt where you go get a strategy Go get a tactic of what's working in the marketplace, maybe from a mastermind, maybe from a guru, or you see it online or whatever, whether it's DM ads or whether it's challenges challenges or, or buying traffic or buying shout outs or whatever you're doing. 
but ultimately like there's just there's too many things that you could be doing at one point mm -hmm. and so you just want to basically take the strategy take the tactics and that's the conveyor belt but you need people to execute on them and so it's just a process of like scoping a job and hiring and setting them up for success right like it's just that over and over again that's a ceo's job people don't realize that i want to talk about the do's and don'ts of cultivating a rock star assistant because right now if if you're making i would say a hundred dollars an hour mm -hmm. maybe maybe even maybe 50 maybe like probably 100 I, I like that number so if you take your net income right like what you make after all your expenses and you divide it by 2080 which is a 40 hour work week over a year mm -hmm. that will tell you like your hourly pay like pre-tax if that's over a hundred dollars an hour and you don't have an assistant then what are you doing with your life you are the assistant no, i'm just kidding yeah exactly if you don't have an assistant you are the assistant and the first thing you have to do is you got to start delegating and leveraging all of the administrative stuff like sitting on hold <laughs> that sounds like pain right like uh, opening and scanning mail scanning mail billing your mail scheduling travel schedule mm -hmm. booking appoint does anybody love going through a text exchange to schedule an appointment here no right like hey look i know you have a calendly link <laughs> right like that's great but it doesn't always work yeah right in a lot or of like context contractors at your house yeah that's a big one for us yeah like you, always you, a pool guy you've or got, a lawn guy yeah or you've a... got stuff going on at your house yeah. guys if you don't have an assistant you are the assistant like you are operating in that and you're the value of your time at a hundred dollars an hour or more is so much higher than the cost to have an assistant mm -hmm. right and so i'm going to talk about do's and don'ts and so before i do i think there's a few different ways that you can approach this I have always opted to have a US based assistant because I need someone who could communicate with people on my behalf because they don't yeah. just represent themselves. They, they're not representing me. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the critical conversations is like, hey, you don't represent yourself. You represent me, my family, my name, my company. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. you're representing. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, I think offshore, you know, overseas, Philippines, South America, I think VAs are great like virtual assistants. But if they're interacting with people on my behalf, I've always opted for US based plus there's a level of trust. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, yeah, it's a lot of they're gonna be a lot of personal information. Like I've heard stories. I had a friend tell me this, like my assistant locked me out of my email, stole a bunch of money from me stole my identity that guys, this stuff happens. So I'm, yeah. I always opt for US based, even though it's gonna be more expensive. Because we're gonna find you in the US. <laughs> Because, yeah, we're gonna find you. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, if you, if you're U.S. based, you know, English is your first language. You're gonna communicate better on my behalf. You're gonna understand culture and how to engage with people. Understanding the nuance of if they're scheduling with someone who I'm on their time or if they're on my time. Yeah. And the priority. Or even and if the I'm like, help me, for them. help me, help me make a do a birthday party for my four year old. You know what I mean? Like all the little things that it takes to do that, like they're gonna be mu have much more knowledge around like what an American four-year-old birthday party looks like. Like we're gonna have cookies, we're gonna have cake, we're gonna have these type of balloons, we're gonna have decorations. Like there's there's already like an understanding and a knowing Four-year-old birthday party. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. I've, I've, I've used our assistant to help with that. And so I think it's just, it, it really rounds them out. Like when I say like four-year-old birthday party, I'm not having to communicate what four-year-old birthday party means and what things that entails.
Like they're scoping the whole thing for me and being like, here's all the options. And I'm like, awesome. These are great. Yes. We want a mermaid in the pool, you know, (laughs) (laughs) got to have a mermaid. Oh, that was, that was when you had those ladies like come and they dress up as mermaids and they like swam in the pool. Oh, that like freaked the kids out. Yeah. I thought it was so awesome. That's so cool. I love that. So, so here's some critical conversations that you got to have with your assistant, right? I'm not going to get it. Like there's so many parts to this, like scoping them, recruiting them. I'm not going to get into all that, but, but like the crucial conversations that I've found that have like set the relationship up for success. Mm. Right. So one of those is them representing me. Right. We talked about that one. Um, and, And guys, I think what you have to instill in your assistant is that their number one goal is to create and manage time for you. Okay. Create and manage time. So they create time for you by taking things off your plate and they manage your time by working your calendar. And like, basically they're in charge of your time. Like this is, it is not a, if you, if you hire an assistant and it's just a here, here, do this thing, do that thing, do this thing. And it's just a constant tactical, like, like it's, it's still gonna be better than where you started, but you're not going to have that rock star relationship where you're just like, man, I don't know how I could do life without her. Mm-hmm. Or and they're him. always two steps ahead. Right. They're always like, hey, you have a haircut coming up and you just scheduled this thing. Do you want to move your haircut? And you're like, oh, yeah, of course. They're like two steps ahead of you. Yep. So the most critical goal of an assistant, so whether it's a personal or executive, and the difference of that really is your personal life versus your business life and your interactions with your business, which um, honestly, I, I think getting into that, I, I think that you don't need someone like I personally, I didn't need, I don't need someone to navigate all of the other relationships in my business. Like I always had my direct reports and I still do. I always have my direct reports and then I have my assistant, right? She's not in the middle of my communication with my team. I think that's a mistake. I think that's like, I think that's very old school, like mm-hmm. corporate office building mentality where you have like an executive <laughs> assistant and she like speaks on behalf for you to everyone, like chief of staff. Yeah. It slows everything down. I think that, I think that with the chat tools that we have and loom and like, you know, voice messages, I think it's just not necessary to have somebody who's like liaisoning your information. I yeah, think like that's kind of keeper. Yeah, like having a gatekeeper is fine for scheduling, mm-hmm. but not for communication. Yeah. I think that's just, I think it's slow. I think it just slows things down and then it's just watered down because now they're hearing it secondhand. I think that's a mistake. But time, this is a key thing, time. Your assistant has to create time for you, right? And so that starts with, here's all of the things that I do that are reoccurring that I don't want to do anymore, <laughs> right? Like, like that's, what? Oh, like, like I don't want to schedule anything right i don't want to create appointments on my calendar i don't, don't want to go to the barber shop i don't want to book travel <laughs> right like i don't want to book travel like i'm going to give you the dates and i'm going to give you the number of people i'm going to give you a, a quick scope of the information and i want you to create me an itinerary and then i'm going to stamp it and tell you to to book it right mm-hmm. like i'm not going to do that um i'm not going to pay bills Right. Like, and I actually have a finance manager who I've separated for the finance stuff. But if you're kind of in the beginning stages of this, or if you don't have just depending on, on where your income is, that may not make sense, but, but having somebody that you trust that is detailed. So, so when it comes to an assistant, so some crucial conversations, I literally tell my assistant, pretend like I'm a 10 year old 
and you're directing my schedule and my time, right? Hey, like, do you need your assistant? And this, and this is like communicating. You have to teach them how to communicate with you. Like, do you need them to tell you and send you a text 10 minutes before your next call? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do you need them to do that? I personally don't need them to do that, but I need them to do that. <laughs> but it's like any follow-up, right? And guys, I love voice texting, right? Like I send a voice message to my assistant after every anything that requires like follow-up for me that I'm not going to do personally gets sent in a voice message, right? Hey, book with these people. Hey, uh, send this thing to so-and-so, right? It's just like after you like you're working through your day and your business and you're on meetings and you're moving forward and you're doing stuff and it's like there's just little stuff that has to get loops that have to get closed. And it's like anything that you can delegate, do it, right? My favorite thing to do is I'm like, hey, I'm gonna just forward you stuff. If I forward you something, it means take care of it figure it out and take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if you need something for me, like I will like tell me and I'll tell you, I'll answer your question, right? Yeah. But just just like I just forward emails. Like I don't give directions. Like sometimes I do, but most of the time it's like, hey, just take care of this thing. Yeah. This is in your your realm of responsibility. <laughs> it's great. It's like, so instead of sitting there spending 10 minutes dealing with this email or five, I've now just forwarded it. Yep. And like that time stacks, guys. It stacks so high, you don't even realize how much time you're spending on on administrative stuff. That's just a waste of your time. Well, that's usually stuff that like stress those out. It's like every day you start with those things. Like you open your email and it's like, hey, this thing with your kid at school or hey, this lawn person isn't going to come on Thursday or they're not going to come anymore. You got to find a new lawn person or the house cleaners aren't showing up. And it's like all the little things that like cause all this friction in life outside of the business that then make it harder to like focus during the business day because you're dealing with all these like home and personal life things that you're like, Oh, like why am I having to spend two hours? Like finding a pool guy to come fix the pool because it just halfway drained last night during a storm. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, send a voice message, send a video to the, our assistant and be like, Hey, the pool drained halfway last night during the storm. Like find our pool guys out of town, find someone that can come fix it like right away. And then yep. it's done. And it's not us stressing about it for the rest of the day and trying to find someone. It's her finding that person. Yeah, exactly. And so I tell them, Hey, pretend like I'm a 10 year old. <laughs> I love like, that. Everything goes in my calendar. So this is, I'm, I'm going to share some like insights into how my system works over 10 years of doing this, right? But like everything goes on my calendar. Like I don't want to go anywhere else to figure out my flow of time, right? So if you've booked me an appointment somewhere, all the details and context should be in my calendar, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't want to have to ask you, like there shouldn't be this back and forth, yeah. right? It's like there's too many great tools. Yeah, perfect example. The other day I had a doctor's appointment and I was going to a new doctor here in Texas um, ladies doctor and it was a new one and I didn't know where I was going. It was in a hospital. And so like you open up the the calendar event for like my appointment and it says like second floor, here's your doctor, here's the time, here's who you're meeting with, show up 15 minutes early to fill out the paperwork, like all the details of where I'm going and what I'm doing. And like even my insurance cards. This is my this is my favorite part. Even my insurance card. So I was texting you like, oh, I don't have my insurance card. I need my insurance card. She even attached the screenshots of my insurance card to the calendar event. So then it was like I legit had everything that I needed right there. And when I saw those insurance cards screenshotted and like uploaded as an attachment to the calendar event, I was like, wow, this is next level. Like this is amazing. I'm not like scrounging for it because you know, I never have any of my stuff on me. <laughs> oh, she's definitely going to listen to this. <laughs> Nothing but my gold you, Amex. Yeah, yeah, our assistant's definitely going to listen to this and be stoked that you just said that. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. So 
so here's another big thing, guys, is that um, your assistant will spend money for you. She'll spend your money. Oh, yeah. Like really easily. Like literally my assistant spends all kinds of my money, like buying gifts for people, like client stuff. Um, and here, here's there's there's so much. Hey, go research. I want a tool that does X, Y, Z. Go research and find me the best one. Like, hey, um, like we have a date night every Thursday, mm -hmm. right? So she she knows like I, she has a scope of the type of restaurants that we want to go to and then she just books them. So she's spending our money. I'm like, hey, she's like, she's like, I love spending your money. I'm like, look, <laughs> here's another one of your goals, right? It's to save me money. Yeah. To save me money. So I mentor my assistant negotiation. Like you always have to ask for a discount, Right. Like what's their alternative to a deal with me, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I just coach her. Like I'm constantly, guys, you know, people think that hiring employees, this is like, I, I want to hammer this right now. People think that hiring employees, like you're just going to hire them and then they're just going to be like off and running and just like be incredible. <laughs> like yeah. guys, you have to constantly mentor and coach your team. Like you may be paying 50% above market rate and have the most experienced best person in the world. But even then there's a way that you do things. That's great. And yeah. you, the way that you think that's excellent. That's why you are where you are. You have to constantly be coaching and mentoring. I, for me, it takes a year. It takes a year for them to be fully ramped up. Yeah. And Thanks. like, but, but, but the coaching and the mentoring and the, it, like after a year, it's like, it's so smooth guys. It's like butter. Like my time is just, it flows from one thing to the next. I have enough time. I have enough space. She knows me. She knows my priorities. She knows my my quirks, like what things I want updates on, what things I don't. But it 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 takes a constant. Like if you guys saw, like I have a document, like a manual. It's like I think it's like ten pages long, of like here's all my preferences on everything, yeah. and like getting that clear is a huge huge milestone so well, you have an assistant right now well you hear people all the time like harboring like almost resentment against their assistant or against an employee it's like i i can't stand it when they send me this this way or they mess this thing up or they you know i like it this way not that way or i prefer it this way not that way and it's like well do they know that have you communicated it to them have you told them what they want what you want like how yeah. you want it given to you if you want it color coordinated tell them you want it color coordinated like however it is they just want a framework to work inside. I feel like this is where people go wrong with assistants all the time. It's like, you haven't told them the ways that you want to receive things. I told my assistant, do not send me any chats. Like you send me a text message. If I don't answer a text message because I'm dealing with our kids and I'm like missing something or it's something urgent, like you, you have to call me. Like you have to call me because I'm not the one that's like always checking my text message every day. I'm like, you have to call me. All right. And then, um, you know. Teach them. Yeah. Teach them how to communicate with you. That's huge. I think that's probably the first thing you got to do. Like, how do you want them to communicate? Is it text? Is it chat? Is it voice? Is it a call? Right? Everyone has their own style and the way they work. Like, I, I prefer all written, very clear bullet points. Like, that's what I want, right? And so we have a mechanism to do that once a week, right? We meet once a week, and she runs the meeting, and then she sends me a, a a check-in for an, a midweek check-in with with updates on everything, and I can just send a loom and hit it right back to her. Right. Like I don't want voice messages and phone calls for my assistant because that slows me down. But for you, that's your style. That's what you want. Right. So you got to teach her or him how to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say the other thing, like perfect example is like 
of telling her how I want to be communicated is when she was scheduled like nail appointments or lash appointments for me or like personal appointments, right? Like doctor's appointments and dentist appointments. And, you know, she would just book them and put them on the calendar. And it's like, I wouldn't know until like that day. So I always told her like, Hey, when you book something, an appointment for me, please just text me and say, Hey, I booked this appointment on August 27th for you to, cause I might say like, Hey, I need a doctor's appointment to go see the girl doctor, right? Go see the lady doctor. And then like, she does it and gets it done, but it's on my calendar somewhere that I don't know where it is. Right. It could be a month ahead. It could be two months from now. And this appointment was like that. And so now I just have her literally text me and say, Hey, I booked that appointment that you asked me to book. It's on August 27th at this time. And it is confirmed for you. So now I know, even though it's out there somewhere, I know exactly where it is. So I know that that appointment is checked off in my head instead of being like, did she ever get that appointment booked? Right. Or like, do I need to call or do I need to do anything? Right. So she tells me immediately as soon as she books lashes, nails, something for the kids, uh, you know, date night, this is where you guys are going, or here's your doctor's appointment. That's two months from now. Yeah, that's good. So it's interesting because with Kaylin, she wants to know. Yeah. And you're like very different that for me, I teach her like, I'm going to throw things at you all day long. Mm -hmm. Like I have a thought. I want this done. I remember this. Boom. I'm sending you a message and your job is to catch everything and make sure it doesn't fall through the cracks. Right. Cause like I want trust and to know that as soon as I've sent something like it's assimilated, it's going to get, it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So like, so like, that's where I don't want to have a retro. Oh, confirmed this and that. I don't want all that back. I just want to know you've got it. And so developing that trust and that relationship it's huge. But again, this is my style. Kaylin has her style. Yeah, dude. I got to prepare more things to be ready to like go places. You know what I mean? Like I got to, you don't got, you just walk out the door looking how you do right now. Like you just walk <laughs> out at any time for an appointment that's in 20 minutes. Like I can't do that. Yeah. You know, well, I also look at my calendar like very far in advance too. <laughs> yeah. You're like a calendar Nazi. I'm like, don't look at the calendar type. Person. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. So, so I think, I think that's huge. Um, you guys, minimum effective dose is one of my favorite. Um, this is like your life tagline. This is like one of my favorite things. Um, I heard, the first time I heard this was from Alex Charfin, a good friend of ours. And so basically like, this is how I want to be communicated. I don't want all the details, right? Like, I don't care. Like, if I want details, I will ask. Mm. But I'm like, just tell me the bottom line, right? This is a character or trait of a D personality type, a direct yeah task-driven person like most mm -hmm. entrepreneurs are i or d on a disc if you haven't looked at disc it's awesome yeah. but i'm a d and so i'm like just give me the bottom line yeah that's why you hear you giving everyone the bottom line and me like talking yeah. in the in-betweens and like it stresses you out <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like just give them the the nugget i'm like i i'm like Kaylin. i have to give them the picture oh you do i have Such to give job. them the use case yep <laughs> I just think in principles, guys, I'm like, all right, principle, got it. I can execute on it. I don't remember all the use cases because I'm just oh. working through them constantly. It's so funny. But you paint the picture. I'm like the the frame. I'm like the outline. Yeah. And you're like all the color in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. That's the yin yang of the big business mistakes show. <laughs> it's that right there. So, guys, I train my assistant and say, just give, tell me what I need to know, right? I don't need to know anything else other than what I need need not could no need to know right i want the minimum effective dose and same thing like if i'm like hey 
build an itinerary for a trip. I don't need a spreadsheet with like all these options and all this stuff that's all beautifully laid out. I'm like, that's such a, that's a waste of your time. Just screenshot the flights and like put bullet points and shoot it over to me so we could just get this done. Like I don't, aesthetically, I don't care, you know? Like I don't need a slide deck, you know? <laughs> like I've had this happen before where like I'd hire an assistant. I'd be like, all right, hey, book me a, a trip here, propose an itinerary. And then there's like this like seven page slide deck. And I'm like, yo, like I don't need you to spend this much time. Like this is not like a – like when you use the word proposal with your team, I love that word. I love using that word. It, 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 it creates an expectation of professionalism, like give me a proposal. Mm -hmm. But but you got to be careful because your assistant might be spending like way too much time on the pretty yeah. side and like getting something in front of you. So minimum effective dose is she huge. She just didn't know how much you hated slide decks yet. Oh, I'm like <laughs> I have an aversion to slide decks. I'm creating them mostly. <laughs> Like I, I literally pay someone, I, they take an outline when I do presentations and like they build it for me because I don't want to touch a slide deck. It's like, it's like I have to combine creative with data and I don't like that. I'm like, I don't want to, like, you love doing it. You're like, yeah. oh, I could build it and make it all pretty in the way I want. I'm like, this is agonizing. Get me out. Get me out of here. So how often you want updates? Critical conversation you got to have. Like, do you want her to update you after every little thing she does? I'm using she guys because I've never had a male assistant. It just never worked out. I mean, I would, but it just never worked out. So, so how often do you want updates, right? So what I find is best in the beginning of a relationship or if you're trying to like reestablish and start building on a foundation of creating that rock star assistant is at the end of the day, send me a list of everything you did, right? That's a great thing to do with any new employee you want to hold accountable. Send me a list of all the items that you completed today at the end of every day and don't let them miss. Do not let them miss. And like that will help you understand their pace, what they're focusing on, their priority. And then you just see that list and just, it's not really for me. It's mostly for them, mm -hmm. right? It's for me if they're doing a bad job. So I can like, you did these three things today and that's all you did. Like what's happening, right? Like what else is going on? But, but it's more for them to just, just be accountable to what you're, what you're giving them to do. And so how often do you want updates? So for me, I meet once a week on Monday morning. Right. We have an agenda we go through. We go through what's the agenda? Uh, we go through the calendar, mm. right? Because it's all about time, guys. It's all about time. We go through projects, open projects, and it's like key updates, right? Like something's moved that's important. And updates are important because it's like you got to communicate. Like, what do you want an update on? Do you want an update on every time something happens? Do you want an update when something's complete? Do you only need to know when something is needs to be known from you? Or it's a bottleneck. It's become a bottleneck. Yeah, and so then it's what, what do you need from me? That's another point on the agenda. It's like, what do you actually need from me? Mm -hmm. And then we do we do priority planning, which is I, every single person at direct reports to me does this, where it's like I have their top priorities for that week, right? Everybody in my organization's plan every week, right? Mm -hmm. Like like most times Sunday or Monday morning, they're, it's very clear their priorities, which get pulled from a quarterly GMDs, which is like getting into the <laughs> acronyms of the planning system that we implement in seven and eight figure companies. But basically, basically we meet once a week, we go through that, we connect face to face. It's typically 30 minutes. Sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's 60. Right. And that's for us to pitch and catch on everything. Yeah. It right? really just depends on the season, like upcoming to the mastermind event, like those meetings are longer or like if we're going to take a big trip and we're making decisions on what we actually want to do during the trip or like 
we want to have a bonfire and cornhole boards on the beach and those type of things and like picking those things out it'll take longer if we have something like big coming up than if it's just like a typical monday yeah exactly and then and then we have a midweek check-in right so i did the so we got the once a week meeting and then a midweek check-in is just a document we don't meet she just sends me a document with all the updates and things that she needs for me so i get pro updates on projects and things that she needs for me and so that way i'm not getting pinged all day long yeah right like you could you could do that the pinging all day long if you want but i don't prefer it right so i'm like i'd rather just have this update i turn on a loom i I read it all. I tell her everything I'm feeling and I answer all the questions and pass it back off with a loom. I'm done in five minutes, right? Like to me, that's the system of communication and, and how I want updates, right? Um, so another big thing, guys, mo moving through this and we're going to wrap up here is having them be prepared for your check-in, right? Like this isn't like, like, we're going to meet once a week. This is our touch point. So I need you to be prepared and have everything ready that you need to ask me. So you're collecting things throughout the week. If they're not urgent, if they're urgent, send me a chat, send me a text, tell them what to do. Right. But if they're not urgent, collect them over the week. And then you ask me on Monday and you're prepared. That way we can just motor through all the stuff that you need. Right. So mine's it's, it's all about time for me. So it's all about efficiency with them. So don't send me a, a chat like every three times a day with questions unless they're urgent, right? But build them up and then all at once you ask me and then I can just rock through them, right? That's like, I love that meeting because it's just like we can get through everything. I didn't have to like interrupt my day all day. And then if there's a lot of things in one day, I tell her, send it to me all at the end of the day. Send me one message with everything at the end of the day. So that way I can just hit hit you back on everything, right? So these are like, these are the communication. I'm like painting a picture of like, this is how communication works and how this relationship becomes successful. But I'll tell you this, guys, if you are chasing your assistant and following up on things, either you like you either have the wrong person, but most likely you just need to communicate that, hmm. right? Like I've had conversations where I'm just like, hey, I feel like I'm chasing you to follow up on things. They're not getting done fast enough. So either we need to analyze priority or we need to figure out why your time is so bottlenecked that these things aren't getting done, right? Or are you not, like, I'm sending you six text messages in a row on Sunday, and then you're not getting all six of them assimilated into your into your list, or what's happening, right? Yeah. Like, it's usually the process. If you, if you are chasing or following up with your assistant to get stuff done, that's a very bad sign. Like, you need to have a hard conversation. Or, I mean going with curiosity first, right? I did a whole like training on management on this, but like you got go in with curiosity. Like what's happening? Hey, um, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling like some balls are being dropped. Yeah. Can you, can you help me understand what's happening? Why would that be right? Log those examples so you can pull them up. And so like, that's a big thing is, is preparation for those meetings and having those conversations. If you feel like things are being dropped. Um, one of uh, one big policy for me is confirming in-person appointments. Mm. I'm like every in-person appointment has to get confirmed the day of, because I don't know about you, but there's nothing more frustrating than I get in my car and I drive somewhere and oh, the appointment's off. And I just wasted like 30 minutes yeah. driving to something that just could have been called. That's huge for me. That's a huge policy. That'll save you so much headache. Like I'm like, <laughs> 
if it's if it's in person, it's double confirmed. Like I don't want to drive somewhere, and then I'm I like, don't want to leave my house. Yeah, well, it's not even that. Like I'm just like I went all I got in my car, went all the way there, got there, and then it's like, wait, we didn't confirm this. That's insane, right? Mm-hmm. So that actually frustrates me. And I tell my assistant all the time, I'm like, I'm not an easy person to be an assistant for. Yeah. I think you tell that them to them in the interview. Yeah. I'm like, it's not going to be easy to do this. Like I am, I've got a lot going on and I move fast and like, you got to catch them all. Like, like I'm just tossing balls up in the air and you got to catch them. You know, it's totally true. Tossing plates. So always confirming that work is performed to standard before payments are made. Mm. Going back to that spending money topic, right? I didn't even say this, but three quote policy. I knew it was coming. I was about to say, you're going to tell them about the quote policy. Every single time you have, you're telling your assistant to like, go do a project. So like I got my pool turned in, we did a saltwater conversion. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like the, the, the chlorine was just like tearing up. Like I'm allergic. Your skin, <laughs> my kids are all red after being in there for two days. They look like terrible. I'm like, yeah, we got to do this. So three quote policy. And got sensitive skin around it was here, like right? three okay. grand, three grand, 1500 bucks. I'm like, is it $1,500 one? Does it look good? The reviews are good. Like, yeah, like great. So if we didn't do three quotes, we would have doubled the amount of money we would have spent. Right. And so I'm like three quote policy, send me an email with all three quotes. Tell me which one you would pick and why. And then let me confirm. Right. Yeah. Depending on the cost. Right. If it's like a small, like lower than a thousand dollar thing, yeah. then I'll let her decide. And we do this with everything, including like just the mastermind event we just did with the hotels, with the AV companies, with like all of it, you yep. know, like we do quotes for everything with the tile guy that came and just did tile outside of our house. Like, you know, you have to have the three quote policy. Like at first I was like, dang, I just really want this one. This one's the best one. And Brandon's like, yeah, but this one's half the price and has just as good reviews and they do just as good work. And I'm like, totally yeah, you're right. Well, and, and, and this is the big thing with like following up on, on projects like that. If you're doing like in-person stuff and your assistant's remote, which mine is, mm-hmm. I've got to confirm that the work was to to spec before payments made, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's like everybody we pay money to has to be accountable. Guys like this stuff happens all the time and then you made all the payments. They didn't perform the work is scoped and now you're like, yeah. now you're SOL. We do this right? even down to the house cleaners. Like I walk through the house and be like, okay, everything's done. It's all checked off. It looks good. I'll confirm payment. Yep. And you, you mentioned this too, but the gatekeeper mentality, mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Um, I, I think that it depends on, on like if you're in a B2C company and it's like your team vying for your time or if you're more of like a service, like a high ticket service and you've got clients, but your assistant having a mentality of protecting your time, right? And that's, it. that's what it's all about. It's like they, they've got to understand like your goal is my time. Like, if you feel like you can take something off my plate, you do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want an extra step. I don't want to log into an app to get something. Like, just put it on my calendar and let me click it. And then it opens up and I have everything I need. I'm like, I'm a 10 year old. I'm like, yeah. literally, like, I don't know how to log into stuff. Like, that's how I, that's how I like treat it. Right. And so, and so these are all the things that have been huge. So I'll just give you some quick things like calendar guidelines. If you don't have like a written clarity on like how you want your calendar to be managed, like give them that and watch how much more efficient things are for you. Like the, I've like a color coded system. Like there's a lot going on with our calendar system for the two of us, 
all the trips, the travel, the commitments, children, babysitters, nanny, like we have all kinds of stuff going on, but there's a lot of color calendar guidelines, right? Travel booking guidelines. Like there's a whole like protocol oh, yeah. escalation of like <laughs> priority of flights and times and leave times and yeah. seating this configuration. There's like a whole, sit. but if I you don't just... want to sit in the front row of the plane. I'll never want to sit in the front row. Cause I can't put my stuff on my feet. Yep. It's gotta be second row, or second or third row, direct <laughs> flight. Yeah. You know, I'll go for the direct flight over time of flight. You know, now we're looking at a plane. So maybe that'll change. And that'll be cool. But, um, but guys, like if you don't, if you clarify these things and you get them in writing, you'll have them forever. And then now you don't have to be the assistant, right? It's like, take the decision-making tree and put it on a piece of paper and give it to them. And then they yeah. can, you know, I still have my assistant now even present the itinerary and I confirm it just because I'm like, travel is a very, like, everyone's really picky about travel, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, we all have our preferences for, but for travel. But even down to date night reservations though, like, she schedules every, you know, Thursday we do a date night together and it's just the two of us and she'll schedule out like months in advance of all the reservations. Um, cause here in Austin, there's a million great places to eat, but you got to have good reservations ahead of time, <laughs> like way ahead of time. You want to yeah, get the good sure. places. But I remember even one time, um, we were booked at like a, what was it? Like a Longhorn or something. And it's like an outback. Right. And so I was like, we were booked there. And I, once I saw it, I was like, you know what? You just have to change this. Like, this is not the place that I want to eat on a date night. I don't want to go to Outback. Like I want to go to like somewhere really, I like Kaylin's, fancy places. I, I got like bougie, bougie guys. I know I'm like a food. I'm a total foodie. I'm okay with like cheaper places, but I want them to be unique, cheese, cheaper places. There, I want five stars on Yelp. That's what, that's the places that I like to eat. It yeah. could be a food truck as long as it's like we five went to, stars on Yelp. Where did Yelp. we go like two days ago? Uh, Chico's? Chino's. 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 Yeah. It's like this hole in the wall place. It was like, uh, it was like, <laughs> Mexican pan Asian pan Asian. Yeah. It was Mexican pan Asian. It was yeah. like so good though. Yeah. Like tacos with like pan Asian sauces. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Yelp. Yelp <laughs> never does this wrong. Yeah. But anyways, I had to communicate that to her of like, instead of just being like mad and going there, I was just like, Hey, I need you to change this observation. This is why these are the type of places that I'm looking for. And ever since then, like it's been perfect. So you got to communicate it. What are your, what are your expectations of where you want to go? What are your guidelines? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll, I would say this, and we'll kind of wrap up with this is that, um, when it, when it comes to an assistant, like you're going to throw a ton of stuff at her, like they're going to drop stuff mm -hmm. and it's going to ruin your day or it's going to ruin your hour or it's going to happen. It's going to ruin a trip. But like, that's where you've got to have grace and be like, all right, look, like how did this happen? How do we prevent this from happening in the future? And then you just look for a good answer to that. And you know, you've got the right person. Right. It's not, it's like, I see people that struggle in management. I think they expect everyone to be perfect or do it like they would do it. And like, you got to understand, like you're going to gain back 95% of your time, but they're going to make a mistake here or there. Right. It's, it's going to happen. You're like, Oh, I could have done it myself. And then you take it back over. And then it's just like, it's just stupid thinking like, yeah. but give them some time, communicate clearly, write it out. And you'll get to a place where, you get to a place where like, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Things just happen. I just send voice messages and things just magically appear and yeah. show up and, and happen. She just, and she just texts me and she's and that's like, a, hey, that's an amazing place to be. You haven't had your hair done in like, you know, four months. Should I get, should I book you a hair appointment? And I'll be like, yeah, actually I do need you to book me a hair appointment. Like that's, they'll be so out far um, ahead of you that then it's like, wow, like 
yeah, I haven't had my hair done in six months now. Like, thank God she texts me because it's getting raggedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like calendar guidelines, travel booking guidelines. I'll just give you guys a few more and we'll wrap up. Credit card guidelines, like which credit cards to use for what. And then if you want to go the next step, like have them optimize your credit cards, right? I have a finance manager who does this, but like optimizing credit card spend, like there's a ton of cards that you can go get tons of free flights and points. It's just a pain to like do all the administration. But like if you have someone, that's a great responsibility that you can give an assistant to go earn you an extra thousand bucks a month mm -hmm. and just like free credit card points that you can use, right? It's just someone who to apply for it and spend on this card and then on this card. But, yeah. but if you have someone that can manage that for you, um, we have a personal file system and then a business file system. So distinguishing that for them, um, they've got, she's got a list of all the reoccurring appointments that I want. So I've got like a haircut every two weeks. I've got like the dentist cadence, like all the personal appointments, like on repetition. Now you got your dentures cadence too. Yeah. Now I got my Invisalign. <laughs> it's not in right now. It's not in right now. I'm, I'm on week, good I'm on week 12 out of, <laughs> 52. <laughs> God help me. Oh, lots of more dentures jokes to come. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So reoccurring events, reoccurring responsibilities, Amazon subscribe and save, like managing the subscribe and save stuff at your house. So you're not like having to order this, order that. So basically any administrative thing that you could think of that you're doing, you just, you got to get it clear, get it on a list for them in a manual. Right. And then you just, you gain back so much time. It's crazy. It's, it's mind blowing. And like, that's how you get ahead. That maybe should be your, your homework from this podcast is go write down all the administrative things that you're doing in your life right now. Yeah. One time <laughs> ongoing. Yeah. And, and hopefully some of these critical conversations really resonated with you guys. So anything, any last words? Go get an assistant. Where do I find an assistant, Brandon, before we like get off here? How do I find one? Um, now we're getting into like recruiting, like, your own list, if you're a company, if you have an email list, uh, your social media, um, there's five different job boards that you can post on. Referrals. Um, referrals, um, local like mom Facebook groups, right? And then like normal job boards. Um, I mean, there's that. that's really, I, I wouldn't hire a recruiter for this position. I think that's a waste of money. So I, I think if you just laid out clearly um, that you can find someone great, but uh, that's a whole, we could do a whole podcast on recruiting, but yeah, we will. We'll <laughs> that was good to. guys. Thanks for, for tuning in today. Go get um, an assistant. So you don't have to be the assistant. Don't be the assistant. Go get one. Yeah. I love that guys. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. I just, we just spent the time before we jumped on here and just read some more of the new reviews we've gotten. So we really appreciate your guys' feedback. And so if you got a big nugget from this call, from this, uh, this episode, one nugget, drop us a review five star if you're listening and just tell us what the nugget was or what you liked about the show or like what we should talk about more of we're open to all that like we just want to hear from you guys and and see that yeah. so that's how we're driving what we're talking about is based on those reviews so we'd love it if you guys would leave one for us and if you're on youtube drop a comment tell us what's up guys thanks for joining <laughs> another episode of the big business mistakes show we'll see and you next we will time see you next time bye later